the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're going to be here talking about your car. And if you'll just start the conversation with your make and model um, and the mileage, then uh, we'll talk about symptoms, and I'll ask you questions. And when you answer the questions, there's three answers, yes, no, or I don't know, and we'll do the very best we can to to make sure that... uh, I send you in the right direction because that's the way car repair works. Larry Harker's Auto Repair, we just talked about them a few minutes ago, 38th Avenue in Indian School. Bob, the owner, and his wife, Ellen, she handles the front counter. She's the one that's going to write your repair order up. Bob handles the shop. He's probably one of the best diagnosticians I've ever met. He's the kind of guy that you can say to him, I've had it to five shops and nobody can fix it. And that's kind of like waving the, that red cape in front of a bull. He's not going to fix your car for free. He's not going to fix your car unless you tell him to. But there's three parts of it. It's the diagnostic process and then the repair process, those you pay for. And the third one, it's verification that what I did fixed the problem. And that's on the house. So if you have a problem from an oil change to a water leak and you live anywhere near 38th Avenue and Indian School, I'm proud to recommend Larry Harker's Auto Repair. Bob, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I have a 2005 Cadillac DeVille, 130,000 miles on it, and my service engine light uh, comes on. It'll stay on for a half a day, and then it might go off for a day or two and go back on. keeps going on and off. Okay. That typically means that the problem is intermittent, but there's going to be a crumb travel in the computer. So we're going to plug into that plug underneath the left side of your dash, and we're going to say, hey, what's going on? And it's going to say 127. And it's a code. And so we're going to look at the code, and the code's going to say intermittent TPS. That means an intermittent throttle position sensor. Or it'll say uh, engine misfire, cylinder 6. Uh, it, they, I had an oil change, and I took it back to them because that light came on. And he said, well, it shows lean, but you have to bring the car back someday and leave it. But it shows lean, he said. Apparently okay. plugged into that. Okay, and, and, and that gives me some, some help. Let me explain. We The computer needs to know what comes out of the tailpipe because it knows, just like a horse, what comes out of the tailpipe has everything to do with what goes in the front. And so in your car, we use oxygen sensors to look at the exhaust. Now, the oxygen sensors want to vacillate back and forth. They want the center line. They go left of center, right of center, left of center. And sometimes... 500 times a second. 
So the computer's saying, intermittently, I see something I don't like, and and I'm guessing here now because there's a lot of sensors. The, the, the O2 sensors I'm looking at are saying lean. Now, I don't want you to go out and buy a bunch of O2 sensors because that's a bad idea. A plugged fuel filter can cause this, and I'm not telling you to go get a fuel filter either. There is a diagnostic process. The very first thing we want to do is I want you to think that the oxygen sensors only can talk in this language. One, two, three, four, five. That's it. One through three, four, five. One is lean and and five is rich. One is I don't have enough fuel and five is, is my God, it's raining fuel. So as we go in to do our job, we're going to go to and look at the oxygen sensors on our handheld $10,000 devices. We're going to watch what we call serial stream data. We're going to actually watch them work. Now, I'm working on the, your DeVille, and the first thing I want to do is, is are you awake? <laughs> so I'm going to cause a lean condition by pulling a vacuum line. And I want to see the oxygen sensor start screaming one. And he better start screaming one. So then I'm going to plug the line in. He screams one, and then I'm going to get some propane, and I'm going to feed it into the air intake, and I better see five. And let's say that it doesn't go to five. So then I'm going to pull the, the vacuum line off the fuel pressure regulator, which causes a whole bunch of fuel to go into that motor, and the, and the O2 sensor says one, one, one. Well, I want to see a five. So I know that O2 sensor can't talk to me. I know that O2 sensor is incapable of of operating within the range it needs to. So I'm going to check the other O2 sensors to see if they can talk in the range that I want them to, and they do. So at that particular point, I'm going to condemn one of maybe four of your oxygen sensors. On the other hand, a lean condition can be a bad PCV valve, it can be a bad brake booster, it can be a plugged fuel filter. So we have to go in and we can't condemn the O2 sensor unless we know it can't see both ends of the roadway, both sides of the road. And if it can see a rich condition and a lean condition, then we have to go in and find out what could cause that. So if we see it, we make it work, but yet in the environment of driving down the road, it won't come off of one. Usually it's a fuel filter or a vacuum leak. So all we have to do is track that down. So you're going to spend 75 to $110 worth of diagnostic fee plus in the best of conditions, we're going to fix a vacuum leak that costs you five bucks, and in the worst condition, we're going to have to replace an O2 sensor. I see. Okay. Can I ask you one more question in my wife's car then? Sure you can. I've got a 2007 uh, Buick Lucerne. It's got 100,000 miles on it. And uh, we had it diagnosed, and they said it's a transmission. But what happens when you take off, it jerks, like, like, like there's a knuckle wear or something. I don't know what. But uh, uh, we had the transmission overhauled, and it still does a little bit. We even had some uh, engine blocks, or what do you call them, engine mounts? Yes. Uh, replaced. And uh, it's still doing it. If you take off real easy, it doesn't do it. If you take off just any way hard at all, it, there's, a, there's a jerk there. Okay. Like something's worn. I don't know. Okay. Um. I feel bad for you because you had the transmission replaced because they said that this symptom causes the transmission. It's guaranteed that the transmission's bad. And obviously yeah. today you and I both know that's not true, right? Yeah. Okay. That's why you pay with a credit card. And that's why you get them to write down the symptoms on the work order. 
and that's why you tell them as soon as you know that the symptoms are still there. And if they get kind of crappy with you, then you just stop payment on your credit card and then go get the car fixed. And now you've got their repair bill that didn't fix it. And then you got this other repair bill that did fix it. And when your credit card company calls, you tell them that. And the credit card company tells the shop, we're going to back charge you. Then there's a dispute resolution process. But I can't tell you what that is, but I want you to do this for me. I want you to shift it manually. So I want you to pull it into low, and then I want you to accelerate in, and then click move the shifter up one but better yet what part of town do you live in uh, Awatuki uh, okay. right over right on the other side of I-10 though okay I'm real close to your shop okay well I'll go drive it for you for free okay okay I want you to go by the shop um, I call first if you would please um, yeah. and and talk to my daughter Andy A-N-D-I yeah. and tell yeah. her your dad said <coughs> that you would have the gray-haired guy take a ride with me in my car, and I promise I won't have him for more than 15 or 20 minutes. Okay. You have to promise that you're not going to take him to Casa Grande. (laughs) (laughs) And you're under no obligation. I'm going to give you a free diagnosis. Now, I feel pretty confident, I've got three or four senior guys there with gray hair, that they're going to know, and here's the real question, is this a transmission problem? Is this a mount problem? Is this an engine miss problem? Um, there's so many different things that can make it look like a transmission. I'll bet you this, though. I'll bet you dollars to donuts, a dollar for a donut, that it's not even transmission related. I'll bet you it's not even transmission related. Do you have any check engine lights on by chance? No. Okay, okay. All right, so we just got to fit. And, and what he's going to do is he wants you to drive and show him what to do to yeah. make it happen. Then he wants to drive and you move over. And right. so that's okay. what's going to happen. But you just talk to Andy. And please, Monday mornings and Friday afternoons, for obvious reasons, are not a good time to pull this off. Okay. And good. and the reason I'm offering it to you is because you're right across the freeway. You don't have to drive yeah. far, and I'm your I'm your best choice close by. If you okay. lived in North Phoenix, I would send you to other shops. So I just want to make that clear to everybody. This isn't a self-serving deal. It's just because you live in Ahwatukee. Okay, fine. All right, thank, thank you, Thank you very much. You're welcome, sir. Okay. All righty, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I want to talk to you about Action Auto Repair. He's up at I-17 in Deer Valley. He's a good guy, Tom, and I've known him since the early 80s, actually late 70s, early 80s. He's a full-service, family-owned auto repair shop, and he serves Deer Valley and North Phoenix area since 1983. He, his staff is well-known for quality workmanship and great diagnostic capabilities, excellent customer service, and he really works hard on your car to give you a fast turnaround time. So it's not like some shops that may decide to work on it and then order parts and then have the technician go to another car, another car, and then come back when the, you know, the parts have been here for two days, but he's either got two other cars. Tom doesn't do that. A fast turnaround time is important to him. So I-17 in Deer Valley, northwest corner, Action Auto. And that's a great place to go if you live in that area. And if you want to try them, I'm not suggesting you walk in there and you know have something major done. Go in for an oil change. Go in for a tire rotation. Ask them to check your brakes during the tire rotation. Tr- rotation. See how they treat you. See what they say. Um, obviously, you want somebody to come back and say, you don't need brakes. That's all there is to it. You just don't need brakes. And then you say, well, how much more time do I have? And they say, they're two-thirds worn, so you're going to need them in the next 10,000 miles, I'm thinking. Or, sir, you got 75% of the pads left. 
So, you know, you've only used 25%. Those are the kinds of discussions that you really want to have with the shop. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Gil's going to answer the phone. He's going to take your name. And if you want to use your wife's, that's okay, too. And then he's going to put you in queue, and we're going to take your call as quickly as we can. 602-508-0960. If you have somebody a young man or woman that's really a diesel fanatic southwest diesel is looking for someone and they and they want to train you to become a diesel common rail technician you, it can it, the job's going to be an entry level but it can be male or female like i said it would require some computer skills and the capability to read a micrometer a dial indicator and to work 40 hours a week monday through friday 8 to 5 they these people will process it in the remanufacturing of injectors. So you clean them, you inspect them, you reassemble them, you calibrate them, and then you verify that what was is now gone. So they're looking for another part-time person for the disassembly and cleaning. So Southwest Diesel, he's on 1800 North 27th Avenue. You talk to David Lopez. So if you're one of those young high school people that... that perhaps are in college and you can work Monday through Friday then and if you like to smell the diesel fuel I want to suggest this is a great place to go Southwest Diesel talk to David Lopez we'll be back in a minute hello I'm Greg May owner of Phoenix Body Works for 35 years we've been demonstrating our workmanship our honesty our integrity and our exceptional customer service we are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family we have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. If your roof's leaking, don't panic. Call Trades Unlimited at 480-483-1775. Hi, this is Warren with Trades Unlimited. We've been in business right here in the Valley for 24 years. We've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and we've done 7,297 jobs for people just like you. Also, when you call us, we'll tell you exactly what you need from a small repair to a complete roof. We'll also tell you if the leaks you have are not even coming from your roof, which is sometimes the case. We have some customers that bought new roofs only to find out later they still had the same leak. So it's very important to get your situation properly diagnosed. So don't panic. Call us at 480-483-1775 or go to tradesunlimited.com. Again, that's 480-483-1775. ROC number 146542. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. 
because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff, even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. How do we get a diagnosis? What are the stages of the disease? When someone in your life has Alzheimer's, not a day goes by that you don't have questions. Do we need full-time care? Are there any new treatments? So many questions. Where do you start? How will I pay for this? Where can I get extra help? Alzheimer's.gov, a reliable resource for information about Alzheimer's and related dementias. What happens next? Where can I find answers? The answers start here. Raised up from under my Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem, and we're talking about cars and car repair. And we've got callers on the line, so real quick, let me just do this. Let me do some business, and then we're going to get right to the to the phone. Strictly Diesel in Phoenix is just exactly what their name says, Strictly Diesel. They are die-hard diesel guys that service, repair, and sell parts. They do both foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. Light diesel trucks typically means something in the in the idea of a three-quarter to one-ton truck. They don't do big semis and stuff like that. They're at I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, and their parts department is open 24 hours a day on their website. And Nate owns Strictly Diesel, and he's probably one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. He's about 10 feet tall, and his hands look like tennis rackets, so when he shakes your hand, you'll know you're shaking Nate's hand. But he's exactly the kind of guy that you want to marry your daughter. That's strictly diesel and repair. Although he's married, he's that kind of a guy. Let's go to the phones. Felix, you're up next. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. I've got a, uh, a 2018 Forerunner, and I'm looking for a set of running boards for this thing. And I'm wondering if you might have a, a favorite place uh, down in the valley somewhere that uh, would be a good place to go and buy a set of these versus going to the dealer, which I assume charges top dollar. Well, I, I think what you need to do first is is just get on the internet and find out if they even make running boards for your Forerunner. And yeah, then I've done that. They, they do. Yeah. So okay. You know, how many different brands do they make? Oh, I don't know. There's like three or four I saw. Okay. Then you have to get a hold of the manufacturers and ask them if they have a trusted installer in the area uh, where you want to do business with. Okay. And you really want the manufacturer to suggest an installer because they'll have power over the installer. And obviously, okay. if they do a bad job, then the manufacturer could and probably will step up in your place. So I don't okay. have a favorite brand. Uh, are you looking for ones that retract, or are you looking for permanent no. mounted, no move? Permanent mounted, no move. Okay. Well, that should be kind of easy. There'll be plenty of aftermarket ones. Then you have to decide color-coded, black, chrome. Do you want them for all four doors? Do you want them just for the front? Do you want them from front wheel well to rear wheel well? That kind of stuff. And they're all going to mount to the frame. And it's probably going to be in existing bolt holes. So it's just a plug-and-play kind of thing. So that's where I'd go if I were you. Okay? Good deal. Thanks a lot, Mark. All righty. You betcha. Scott, you're up next. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking the call. Uh, my wife's got a Mercedes 1999 SLK compressor, and to be real brief, uh, with the show, I'll be fast with the time. 
Uh, the car, unfortunately, had to sit for about six months while she had a health issue. And uh, unfortunately, the wiring harness was eaten through by a bunch of rats, you know, the desert mice and stuff. Long story short, I just wanted your advice. Do you think it's worth it to try to buy a new wiring harness, which runs about 6500 to 7000 from what I understand, to try to fix that thing and fix it up to sell it? Or do you think it's not worth the time or the effort and I should just sell it or donate it for a tax write-off? Um, I think somebody has to look at it because I can't answer that question on a domestic car or foreign car. Sure. Um, it, and, and just recently we've had a, a slew of, of uh, rat chomping. And as a matter of fact, uh, the other day I got my bobcat up at the ranch and the uh, bucket wouldn't move up and down, so I took the cover off and two of the solenoid wires had uh, had been chewed in half. And the solenoids oh, were like 300 bucks, but I was able to just patch the wires and everything's worked fine. Now, he ate me again. Uh, about a month later, so this time I fixed the wires and I took hot chili pepper and I I just dumped it all over that area. Then I put the cover back on it and I've beaten that little son of a gun and he hasn't <laughs> been back. And I don't think he likes the area that I just and I used a whole bottle of chili powder. So anyway, um, that That's needs to, that needs to happen. I'm quite sure for sixty five hundred dollars we can fix the harness. I'm quite sure of that. Um, if if you want to talk to somebody who knows Mercedes-Benz, compared to him, I am a first grader where he has a doctorate degree in Mercedes-Benz. Call Goody oh, okay. in North Scottsdale and talk oh, to Goody. Oh, my God. I, I know who he is. <laughs> he, he's an, he, he just recently got out of jail. So I've been his friend for a long time, and I'm just teasing you. I'm just teasing you. You know I'm got kidding you. But sure, Goody sure, sure. would be the guy. You need to talk to Goody because he, he'll be able to help you answer your questions. And a good friend of mine who's friends with the Charos knows him. So, yeah, yes. that's, that's so funny. Small world, my friend. So thanks, yep. Mark. I appreciate the, the, the kind advice on that. You betcha. You betcha. Thank you very much. And and Goody up in, in Mercedes, he, he does Mercedes only. He's up in North Scottsdale. Um, he's not on my list because he says I only do Mercedes, and he says I'm busy enough, so the last thing I need is more customers. But he still takes everybody in. And he's been around a really long time, and he's probably mo- one of the most impressive shop owners that I've met in the last 10 years with respect to just wearing one hat like the rest of us. We wear multiple hats and you know, on the domestic side as well as the import side. He's, he's really good. And if you have any kind of a Mercedes, no matter whether it's a new one or the old one, um, it'll be, it'll be goody. We'll handle what you've got. Michael, good morning. How can I help you? Hi, Mark. I've got Hi. a... Oh, oh, first of all, I want to appreciate uh, all the advice you've given me over the years. And got another one. Got Thank a you. 04 04 Honda Pilot. I bought it new. It's got three hundred twenty five thousand on it. Uh, problem with electric window: the driver's side window won't go down. Stuck up. Okay, that's kind of an easy one because all we're going to do is reverse the polarity to the window. So can I assume that when you go up, you see movement, but when you go down, you don't? No, it doesn't move at all. No no power to the motor. No, no sound. Okay, okay. Um, the most used switch in the whole car after... Now, 325,000 miles, you've been around the girth of the earth 12 times. You've driven the equator 12 times. So the switch has got its you know use in it. And in, in, in most times, we're going to end up replacing the master switch. But okay. Us- but that doesn't mean that's that's it. We really need to pull the door panel off, and we need to go ahead 
and two things. I want to just clip the harness to the motor, and I'm going to add a ground and power myself. <laughs> I'm just going to flip. I'm going to flip the power and ground and see if the motor's working. If it doesn't work, okay. then I'm going to hit it with a hammer. And if it works after yeah. that, then the brushes are bad, and I'm going to sell you a motor. Then I'm going to take the cut wire harness I have and go back up to the switch, turn the car on, and I'm going to see if the switch is, re- is, is, is flopping the uh, power and ground. And if the switch is sending power and ground, but the motor's not doing anything, then the motor's bad. So there's some diagnostic process associated with this, but I'm quite sure it's going to be one of three things. It's going to be a bad motor, it's going to be a bad master switch, or it's going to be a bad connection. But you've got to get the door panel off in order to affect that repair. Do you have a shop that you trust to do that? Well, I was looking, uh, my daughter driving, so it's downtown Phoenix, uh, McDowell, and Central. Anybody down there? You know, I don't have anybody that close. I've got 25th Street and, and Indian School. Um, Billy Conian, he could do that, 25th Street Auto. I know Dave okay. Martin at 16th and Osborne. I know Dave Martin could do that at 16th and Osborne. Um, let me okay. think. Oh, Kelly Clark, 12th and Glendale, a little far north. But Kelly Clark at 12th and Glendale, he could do that. Those three guys kind of handle the downtown area for me. Okay. All righty. Yeah, I've, I worked on it yesterday. <laughs> Put a new regulator and motor in it, and that didn't do it. So I'm, I'm ready to turn it over to an expert. Okay, now wait a minute, though. you got two wires to the motor. Do you have a 12-volt test light, the ice pick with the light in it? Well, yes, I, that was my my approach, but there's so many wires in that thing, you know, with the auto up and auto down. And... I know, but, 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 but I want you to go to the motor. You only had two wires going into the motor, didn't you? Well... I'm not sure. I, okay. It was beyond my capabilities. So. Okay, okay. All right. I, I, yeah, and that's okay. If you already got the door panel off, then just leave it off, and then that, that'll cut your bill just a little bit because they're not going to have to go pull the door panel off. But And and you can say, just I'm going to put it in the back seat, and you do your work, and I'll put the door panel back on. But what you need is a little diagnostics, and like I said, it's pretty easy to just grab those two wires and either feed downstream power and ground or go up to, or take your test volt, test light, or your digital voltometer and check the upstream connection. Another thing you can do is, is manhandle the switch. Push it kind of hard to the front. Wiggle it when you hold it to the front. Squiggle, wiggle, wiggle. Hit it. Um, don't break it. But sometimes you can actually get the switch to work if you just kind of manhandle it and, and, and don't just push it you know, like you normally would. Just sometimes I tell people to get a little, you know, quarter-inch dowel, wooden dowel, and just kind of put it on top and push down real hard and push on the front and the back of the switch and see if that makes any difference. Because if it does, then we already know it's the master switch. But don't go by the master switch. Have somebody diagnose it for you. All righty. Thank you, Michael. Thank you very much. We'll be back in a minute. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. 
They use the best glasserite paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. The eyes of the nation are on Arizona. Election Day, November 6th, is almost here, and the control of the Senate is on the line. This decision from Arizona voters could change the course of our country for the coming years. And 960 The Patriot is taking it head on with ultimate decisions, Arizona's future, and the defense of liberty. This one-night event, September 13th at Scottsdale Center for the Performing Arts, with the Patriots' own Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, and Dennis Prager tackle the biggest issues facing our country and state. General admission and preferred seating tickets available now. Plus, we've got exclusive VIP meet-and-greet tickets. Take a picture, mingle, enjoy the best seats in the house, and get a special call courtesy of Patriot Trading Group. All for being a VIP, courtesy of Patriot Trading Group. Tickets and info at 960thepatriot.com. Ultimate Decisions, September 13th at 7 p.m. 960thepatriot.com. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I I want to be a bike that races around the country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest trail. I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated Seoul. A sacred trust that defended Quezon. A pact that dug in into Nang. A contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door-to-door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Okay, now's the time for storytelling. <laughs> a friend of mine had gone uh, to look at a car. He had been looking for a specific car, and uh, he saw one in the newspaper. So he dresses up and goes to the uh, car place. And when he walks in, they say they greet him, and they said, you know, what can I do for you? And he goes, I'm looking at this car, blah, 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 blah. And the kid goes, did you just call? Now, I'm giving you from his perspective, okay? I'm not embellishing this. 
did you just call? And he goes, no, I didn't. And he says, oh, he says, we got people calling on that car like you can't believe. He says, I don't know that you can see it. They could probably have a lot of people in front of you. Let me go check. So he comes back and he goes, hey, I can get you in. Come on, come on into my office. So he sits down and they start talking about this. Now, the the friend of mine calls me and he says, you know, can you help me on the pricing on this? And I said, well, just give me as much information as you can and I'll just run a quick blue book on it and see what kind of thing we got here. Well, anyway, the the, the top-end Bluebeck, I mean, you know, private party sale, you know, or a little bit more than a private party sale, what you're going to buy for it at, at, the, at an auto or a, a parts or at a, at a car buying place um, was about 5500 to $6,000, and they wanted eleven, And so I, I told them that. Meanwhile, the guy keeps answering the phone and goes, I'm with somebody. He has, those people have to stand in line. I'm with somebody, and that just happens over and over and over again. So then I say to him when he tells me that, that I think you're being scammed, and you're a long way away from fifty-five hundred to six thousand dollars on this eleven thousand dollar want for this car. He said, "I just, I, you know, okay, okay." So then later we have a conversation, and I find out that he ends up buying it for like seventy-five hundred, and he's pretty happy with it. But but I say to him because he's a good friend of mine, I say to him, um, "Let me ask you a question." He's this guy's telling you that there's people lined up across the parking lot waiting their turns to buy this car and he just gave you an almost $4,000 discount to sell you the car. Does that make sense? If there were people calling on this car right and left and people walking in wanting to look at the car, I think most of us would understand that we're going to stick pretty firm on our price. Anyway, he ended up buying for $7,500, and then there was some tremendous fees associated with that. And, and, uh, and he's happy, and his son's happy, and that's okay with me. But when you get in that kind of an environment, that's something that the car guys used to do in the 70s. And, and when you're in that kind of environment and that happens to you, you need to get the hell out of there. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. So don't be taken by car repair people um, and especially if you're if you if you walk in and say this is the first car I ever kissed a girl in and I really want to buy this car you just talked yourself out of a good deal you you can't be emotional about this kind of thing so if you're gonna buy a used car you just basically say well I just want to see what it is can I drive it and what's your bottom line and negotiate it but negotiate towards a number that's out the door because not too long ago and I got stung by this I got stung by this by a friend of mine. I bought a motorcycle, a quad, and he says, this is how much it is. And so I'm thinking that plus sales tax. It wasn't. It was a motorcycle, get ready, freight, a battery charger connection that was two-wire connection for $35. And then there was a dock fee of $750. And by the time I got out of there, I was really mad at Mark because Mark should have done a better job about the out-the-door price. There was $400 worth of BS charges after the motorcycle. And it doesn't cost $800, $750, $800 to write into the computer that this is being bought by Mark Salem, who lives here, and this is what it is, and he's going to pay with a check or a credit card. It doesn't cost $800. So be careful about those add-ons. The desert protection package, the window tinting, the extra trailer hitch, 
don't buy something that you have to pay for them deciding to put window tint on it because you don't want it or you do want it, but your brother-in-law doesn't. Those are the kinds of things that you should be paying attention to. So when we come back, I'm going to talk about a uh, a bad high-pressure diesel pump on a piece of construction equipment, and I took it in to have it repaired because I, I didn't want to transport it to Phoenix, and I got it back with a problem it didn't have before. And actually, this has a pretty good ending, so stick around for that, 602-508-0960. We'll be back. Mark Levin explains why capitalism works. Socialism does not have as its purpose the creation of good, paying jobs. Socialism has as its purpose the redistribution of wealth. Socialism is a political doctrine that seizes on an economic doctrine. Capitalism is an economic doctrine. It is the only model compatible with constitutionalism. It is the only model compatible with liberty. Mark Levin, weeknights at 9, right after Larry Elder at 6, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. There's no question you need omega-3s. But which form should you take? Fish oil or krill oil? Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Oh. 
Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. Patriot App Tip Number 5. Listening to 960 on the Patriot App but want to see the latest from the Patriot on Twitter and Facebook? Click the upper left-hand corner and access both without leaving the app. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're uh, talking about car repair, and um, I'm telling you some stories that have a moral to them. And um, hopefully they'll save you some money someday or help you deal with a particular problem. So here's the story. I have a piece of equipment up at the ranch that weighs about four times your car. So it's not something I can move easy. We have a big truck and a trailer that we do move it up and down um, the valley. But in this particular case, um, I had a hard cold start problem. So I took it to a local dealer shop and a diesel shop, and, and there's a young man that owns it. And I really like him. He's just a really good guy, and he knows he knows ten times more than I do. But he knows from big trucks all the way to two or three or four cylinder small diesels. I mean, he has the fundamental knowledge that's much wider. I'm in a in a passenger car, light truck kind of arena, and he's in the big trucks, the school buses, the cement mixers, all that stuff. So anyway, I drop it off. And he calls me back and he goes, it, it needs at least one glow plug. And I said, well, if you're going to do one, I want you to do all four. He said, okay, I'll, I'll take care of that. And he says, and also it needs a new glow plug indicator. And I said, go ahead and put that on. So he did. So I went down and he came in underneath his estimates and wrote him a check. I think I paid with a credit card. And I, got, I went out and I started it up. It started right up. But I went to drive over this curb to get it home because I live about a mile away and I'm just going to drive it home. And it won't climb over the curb. And it clearly has a loss of power. So I try the curb two or three times, and it just won't do it. So I back off, and I shut it off, and I went and got him. And I said, you know, i got a problem. So he says, well, let's go out and look at it. And we determined with a temperature gun that we have number two cylinders not firing. So he looks at me, and he goes, this could be bad. And I said, I understand that. I said, but, you know, let's just figure out what it is, and then we'll... We'll deal with it. And, and I says, you know, I this could be something unrelated to your work. And he goes, oh, I don't know. He says, you know, together we discuss it. It could be a bad piston. It could be a bad set of rings. It could be a bad injector. It could be a lot of things. And I said, that's okay. I said, I'm going to leave it with you. I want you to diagnose it and call me. So he calls me up and he says, I pulled the injector on number two, and it seems to be firing just fine. But he said, it's number two, and I ran a compression test on it, and the compression test was 300 pounds plus, and I did all of them at the same time. So we don't have a mechanical issue. It's not a piston or in the rings or anything. He says, it looks like it's just the injector. And I said, okay. I said, um, with your permission, because I know the make, model, and year of it, and I know you're really busy, can I just go get the injectors? He says, yeah. So I went and got four injectors and all the, the big copper washers that you need to put it all back together. And he put it back together, and he calls me, and he goes, that isn't it. Now, I'm not mad because this thing has 2,800 hours on it. It's a 1996 piece of construction equipment. <laughs> it's never had any work to the motor. So I'm not real mad. So I said, okay, well, what do we do now? And he says, well, he says, I, I think I'm going to swap some injectors. And I said, I think we should have done that when you had the injectors out. I said, if you move the injector number two to number three and number three to number two, and then the cylinder came back alive, then you'd know you had a bad injector. And he says, I know that. 
he says, I made a mistake. So he calls me back and he goes, you're not going to believe this. The pump is bad. The pump's job, the high-pressure pump in a diesel, is to take the fluid, the diesel fuel, and compress it to thousands and thousands of pounds of pressure. And he says, your pump is not providing any pressure to that number two injector. So he says, I, I know it's the pump. I'm 100% sure. I said, okay, what, so what's plan to be? And he says, I'd like to take it off and send it to Southwest Diesel, which is somebody I know and I respect. And I said, that's fine. Let's do that. So I went inside the office, and his mom was in there, and I said, Mike's going to be writing a, a new work order. And uh, and I says, make sure that he actually, and we're back to that same problem, aren't we, Gil? Uh, every now and then. Okay. I'm going to sw- give me just about four seconds, and I'm going to switch to the other side. Hold on. Okay, how am I doing there? You sound good and clear. Okay, all righty. So now we know it's not the headphones. Anyway, so I say to his mother, write another work order on there because we don't know whose fault this is until we fix it. So I don't know if it's his. I don't know if it's mine. But I know he's probably going to no charge this whole thing, and I'm not going to stand for that. So we send the pump out. We put the pump back on. It starts up. He calls me. He says, come and drive it. And I said, okay. It's got more power than it ever had before. <laughs> and I said, okay. So I said, um, I, I, I want to pay for the pump, and I want to pay for your labor, and I want to pay for everything because clearly you didn't cause this problem. Clearly that injector decided to go to injector heaven while you had the vehicle, but it had nothing to do with that. I know that if I were to pay you $100,000 to make number three injector go bad, you couldn't do that. And I said, and I know enough about diesel injection pumps to know that you couldn't have caused just the number two injector not to have the right pressure. So we sent the pump out. David calls me from Southwest Diesel, and he says, number two is really bad. He says, I'm going to rebuild the whole pump and blah, blah, blah. And so he puts it back on. So we're, now I know there's a fight coming because the young man feels like that, you know, I'm going to say that it's your fault and I want you to pay the whole bill. And he's probably just going to take the high road and say, you know, Mr. Salem, I'll, I'll just pay for everything because it happened on my watch. So I didn't let him do that. So we negotiated a deal where I paid the $644 to pay for the pump, and he would just take the pump off and put it back on. But he got paid for the injectors. He got paid for the, the, the glow plugs, which fixed other problems and made me feel better. So I'm the kind of customer that most shops would like to have because I understand that. And I'm telling you that story because the most important part of that story is this. We don't know whose fault it is until we know what it is. So everybody else would look at that like, hey, it happened on his watch. He needs to pay for that repair. But it isn't. It had nothing to do with him. It had to do with wear and tear. It had to do with it. just the headlight burned out when he had the car. That's all there is to it. So most of us, if the headlight burns out while well, we have the car, we'll put it in there. It's no big deal. But when you're talking about a $2,000 bill, that ain't going to happen. And especially if all we did is an oil change and the headlight burn out. So that's just some information to help you. But the most important question there is we don't know what whose fault it is until we know what it is. So we have to diagnose it, and then that will tell everybody whether it's related. Now, if it would have been some problem with the... Um, the electrical system or if there was a problem with compression and he really didn't get a good compression test that's a different story but that's not what happened so the last story is um, oil 
it's really important to understand that there's three kinds of oil today. There's conventional oil, which is what we've had since day one. We have a blended oil, or also called a semi-synthetic, and it's an oil that's blended between conventional, which is what we had all, all along, and synthetic, which is the new premium, best of the best oil. So the only thing with semi-synthetic or blends is we don't know if it's a 90% conventional and 10% synthetic or if it's a 50-50 because they won't tell you. Why is this important to you? It's important to you because the oil you use, those three oils, the only difference, they're different in quality, but the real difference is, is the oil change interval. So if you're going to use conventional oil, you should change your oil between five and 7,500 miles. Actually, three to 5,000. I'm going to back up. Three to 5,000 miles. So conventional oil needs to be replaced every three to 5,000. Now, if you live in Ahwatukee and you drive 4,000 miles a year, then just do one oil change in April or May, and you can go all year long. No problem. You don't have to buy that real expensive oil. Just change your oil once a year, and don't drive more than 5,000 miles, and you're home free. A blended oil, which is the middle of the road, the blended, the semi-synthetic, that's good from five to 7,500. Same thing. You need to change your oil somewhere between five and 7,500. And most people will take the top end. Now, some people drive 15,000 miles a year, so that's two oil changes a year, and I tell them, let's do it in May, and let's do it in November. So we start the summer and the winter with fresh oil. And we get to see you twice a year to look your car over, air up your tires, check your fluids, belts, and hoses. Now, synthetic is for the people that drive lots of miles a year. Synthetic starts at about 8,000 miles and goes to 12,000 miles. And according to Mobile One, it'll go 20, but that's a bad idea. If you look at the asterisk there, it means a whole lot. That little asterisk says a lot. It says, or one year. So it says, oh, we can go 20 or one year. So... With a synthetic oil, obviously you're going to pay more than $100 for an oil change where a conventional is going to be $30 or $40. So there's a big difference in price. But a synthetic will go $12,000. On my trucks, I go $12,000. They're diesels, and I use a, a full synthetic. And so it's, I'm not having any heartburn with that. And if you drive 15,000 miles a year and you're going to use a synthetic, then really you need one oil change every eight months, maybe every 10 months. And that's a good idea, too. So it has everything to do with oil change interval, quality of the oil, and the price. So you ask yourself, when I'm working, what, how many miles a year do I drive, and what's best for me? Now, your engine doesn't have a brain. It has a computer, but it doesn't have a brain. It doesn't love you. Your engine doesn't love you. Your engine doesn't hate you. So a lot of folks and a lot of the old-time guys believe that you can't mix it. Once you start with synthetic, you have to stick with synthetics. And, and synthetic is too thin, and synthetic is this, and synthetic is that. None of that's true. Here's the difference. Conventional, and it's just parameters of, of coverage, parameters of protection. Synthetic oil turns to a tar at 500 degrees. It's called oxidation. So it goes from a liquid to a solid at 500 degrees. So you think, that's kind of cool. The problem is, is your car engine is toast at 300 degrees. So no one really cares that the oil turns to a tar at 500 degrees because when the temperature of your engine gets close to 300, it's just like a burnt piece of toast. It'll never see another mile. So on the other side, the cold side, a conventional oil pulls out, pours out of the can at about 15 below zero where a synthetic pours out of the can at 60 below zero. Can you see the difference? 
So they have parameters that are different. So your engine doesn't know if you put synthetic or conventional in it. It doesn't know any of that, and it doesn't care. And you can go back and forth if that's what you want to do. If you want to do a conventional oil for 3,000 miles and then do a synthetic for 10,000 miles, I don't care. No one else cares. The issue is is that each one of the oils has different capabilities. Last but not least, detergent. There's lots of talk about detergent in your engine oil. The detergent is not scrubbing bubbles. I promise you that. You're not going to have a dirty engine and put a detergent inside and it's going to clean it up spotless. That won't happen. I promise you that. Detergent is this. When you have a, a jar of vegetable oil and you put a grain of sand in the top of the vegetable oil, you'll see that the grain of sand will probably fall so far and then just kind of stop there. It's holding that piece in suspension. A non-detergent oil lets all the trash go straight to the bottom of the oil pan. It doesn't hold any solids in suspension. On a detergent oil, it holds whatever it is in suspension so that the next time it goes through the filter, the filter can filter it out. We don't have any non-detergent oils anymore. <laughs> Everything is a detergent oil. But the idea that you're going to use a, a detergent oil and clean up the inside of your engine is just craziness. It's not going to happen. So there's no scrubbing bubbles when it comes to detergent. And how does Mark know this? Well, Mark went to school with Valvoline, and Mark has a business card that says that he's the Western District Trainer. And so I got to go to their laboratory. I got to spend three, four, five days there. They taught me how to make a quart of oil, and then when we tested it, it failed miserably because of two drops of product that I didn't put in. So it called for 27 whatevers, and I only put 25 in. <laughs> and it's just because I was in a hurry, and I just didn't measure right. So it's really important. Now, can you put in, can you put Valvoline and then fill, add a quart of Chevron? Yes, you can. There's no harm, no foul, as long as they're the same. But even if they aren't the same, if you're just going to go another 100 miles and they don't have a 0-20 synthetic and you need to go another 100 miles and then put a quart of 30 weight in, nobody cares. Your engine's not going to care. Nobody's going to care. So in the short run, it's not going to hurt you to mix oils in case you you know, you know have a, a quart of 20-50 in your trunk and you're really 0-20. Another thing is, is many of the new oils have the consistency of water for fuel economy. And I, I want you to do this. Put your hands together like you're praying and rub your hands together as hard as you can, as fast as you can. That's your motor. So when I want to lubricate those two pieces of metal rubbing on one another, do I want to use water or peanut butter? And that's why we have oils, the consistency of water now, is because it does a much better job. My email is mark at marksalem.com. You're welcome to email me a car, car question. If you leave me your phone number, I probably will call you back from my block cell phone, and I'll probably need more information. So mark at marksalem.com, and obviously my website is marksalem.com. You're welcome to stop by there. There's lots of automotive. Drive safely. Wear your seatbelt. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.